The Ringers' Austin Gale joins the show, and we are ranking the top rookie contract quarterbacks we would want to start our team with right now. This is Renner Ranks, the ultimate NFL ranking show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into today's episode of Renner Ranks, your go-to daily ranks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Special shout out to those everydayers out there. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And I am your host, Mike Renner, NFL Draft Analyst over at The Messenger. Today's Thursday's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy football. Football, I think. Uh, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first buzz match of up to $100. I said off top, Austin Gale joins the show today, ranking rookie contract quarterbacks. So who we would most want on the rookie contract if we're starting right now. So you're taking talent, ability, and their actual contract into play when going through this exercise. So it was a fun one, similar list, slightly different though. And unfortunately, the awesome Maybe not awesome, actually, but like would have been great content wise. Sean McDermott news that came out earlier today. Didn't get a chance to discuss, but my God, McDermott. I don't know if anyone's had a bigger fall from grace. When you were bringing up the 9-11 terrorists to try to prove a point to your team, I think you've lost the plot. I just think he may have lost the plot a little bit. Man, his, his public perception has just taken a nosedive this year. If they don't win this weekend in a big, big game against Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not sure. I mean, and, and they missed the playoffs. I'm not sure he survives the season, man. It just could not have gone worse for him. All right. Let's get to the AG interview, though. A lot of fun. All right, Austin. We You texted me today saying, let's rank rookie contract quarterbacks. And doing it based off of like a draft of who you want in the future. Not who's the best right now. I think that would be kind of a boring rankings. But who we would take. So that's contract dependent. Or like contracts taken into account. And then how we project them going forward also taken into account so i'll give you the honor since it was your idea who do you have at number five here we're gonna rank the top five rookie contract quarterback before we get into the top five i was gonna ask your opinion of this can we go some honorable mentions just just drop some honorable mentions because i I feel like who is on this list technically in terms of still being on a rookie contract i don't think anyone is considering a top five player on a rookie contract Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, I'd say Kenny Pickett's out of anyone's top five right now. I don't know. These are actual honorable mentions. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it was meant voicing who the mention. rookie contract yeah. QBs are. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I I, I think the one honorable mention he's just is an honorable mention honorable. because he's yeah the one honorable mention that I would include, but he's not on a rookie contract, but kind of still is is Jordan Love. Like Jordan Love isn't on a rookie contract because he signed that one-year extension, but he's technically like still within that rookie contract window. He just had it renegotiated because he was being named the start of this year. I do think that he's someone that you're thinking about either two or three on this list if he's still technically on his rookie contract, given, you know, how much he's developed this year and how good Mm -hmm. he's looked specifically in these last few games. Um, I've been, I don't know, but before we get into the top five, can we, can we get your take on Jordan Love? He's not on this list because he's not a rookie contract player, but like, you're a Packers fan, man. What, what have your thoughts been? I said, gosh, when was this? Week five or something? I broke down all the first-year starting quarterbacks. And I said that he looked like a franchise guy, just in terms of like the things you usually worry about a guy having to deal with. Like It was really just early on the season. He was inaccurate. And his inaccuracy 
was because he was throwing from any and every platform and didn't want to set his feet in the pocket. And I'm like, at some point, he's going to calm down from this. At some point, he'll stop that, even though that's like part of his game too, but like he'll stop being so reliant on that. And he'll be, get more accurate. And then all the other things that were good about him, whether it's the pocket presence, whether it's the arm talent, whether it's you know the windows he attacks, I, I think we're going to start to shine. So I was really a buyer early on. I was just more worried about this receiving core, if they were ever going to turn it on. And then all of a sudden, I don't think it's coincidence that as soon as you see guys start making plays in traffic, start making plays at the catch point, that Jordan Love's numbers take off and this offense takes off. So, yeah, I'm a believer in Jordan Love now. Is his ceiling like top five in the NFL? It's always hard to project, right? This mm -hmm. is still his first year starter. But he's definitely, if he's not their quarterback, you know, you said they signed the one-year extension. If he's not the quarterback after that year, so that would be the 2025 NFL season, I'll be really, really surprised. Yeah, I remember writing, I sent out a tweet after their the Packers' second game of the season, and I was like, Jordan Love's good. Like, he's good. The receiving core is super young. The offense overall is super young. It's unhealthy. Like, they weren't super healthy early parts of the season, but the, he's good. I, I think that he does yeah. have it in terms of being a guy that, you want to build around and, and, and try and, you know, you know, Benjamin Solak and Alan Stewart ringer brought up on extra point taken. If after this season or after next season, you're giving Jordan love the Daniel Jones contract. I think you're stoked if you're a Packers fan, right? Like that kind of contract that where he's not being paid at the top of the quarterback class, but you're, you're paying him in that like upper middle round, upper middle range. I think that's the type of contract I'd like to see the Packers sign to. Maybe not after this season. Maybe you give him another year on this contract that he's on. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. Those are the numbers that start to make sense for me where the Packers can like with this skill group getting better and, and you know, obviously more mature. I don't know. I, I like where the Packers are trending. Yeah, I've been more impressed with him than I've ever been with Daniel Jones. To me, he's feels like kind of what we saw from Geno Smith last year where it's like, oh, wow, this is kind of real. Um Maybe that's the level he stays at. Maybe he's still going to be inconsistent the rest of his career. But you can live with that, as we're seeing. Mm -hmm. You know, the Seahawks can win with that. The Packers can win with that. So we'll see. Should we get into my actual number five now? Let's see it. Who's your five? I, I, I got Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson at five. Uh, I have him ahead of Bryce Young. I don't know if Bryce Young's in your top five. I think that Bryce Young's number six for me on this list, you know, factoring in the three years remaining on his contract and the fifth-year option. But Anthony Richardson has that, too, and – from what we've seen from Bryce Young so far this year, I know that you still believe partially others are starting to doubt if this there is a ceiling he can hit worth investing around. Like that's where my opinion of Bryce Young is currently. I'm not saying he can't get better. I don't think this is the you know, I don't think this is the best we'll see of Bryce Young. I'm just starting to think as the sample size gets bigger of what he what he's done in the NFL, even with a better or an improved supporting cast, say what the Texans have, or if it gets all the way out to what the 49ers have, what is the ceiling of what you're getting from Bryce Young? I'd be interested to know what that is. With Anthony Richardson, I just think that ceiling's higher. Now, injuries are a massive concern, right? He is someone that so far through his NFL career has, you know, for lack of better framing, just like been proved made out of glass, man. He can't stay healthy. It's been really hard yeah. for him to stay healthy in the NFL. That concerns me, but – if he is able to stay healthy, I, I, I do think that Anthony Richardson, the ceiling I'm able to get with him in a similar offense that he's running with Shane Steichen in Indianapolis, from what we saw on a small sample size, yes. I think Anthony Richardson right now is someone that with three years and a fifth-year option, I, I'm drafting him fifth among these guys. Okay. Richardson did not make my list. I, I do not have him in my top five. I, I can like, I can see the argument. I thought he looked on the path to becoming a franchise quarterback. It's just – how close is he, right? Because mm -hmm. 
still very inaccurate. And now you have literally a throwing shoulder injury that is hampering him. And you got to keep him out until next year. So it's like, he still is not getting the reps. He has a throwing shoulder injury. Is his next year going to look like a rookie year? You know, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Just not getting the playing time that he needs. Cause he didn't play a lot in college either. So he would have been six for me. My number five though, is one Tua Tungabailoa. Whoa. Not that I hate Tua by any means, but you just look at his contract compared to kind of the rest of everyone else in this list. And it's like, is he, I guess I won't say who he's better than, like, is he better than a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's obviously going to be ahead of him on this list? No, I think 10 times out of 10, you're taking Trevor Lawrence in that conversation. And then from a contract perspective, what he's about to get paid, $23 million next year on the fifth year option. And then just based off statistically, what he's going to be able to command because of that offense on the open market, like what he's going to ask for, his agent's going to line up his stats with every other quarterbacks in the NFL, and they're going to look as good, if not better, over the last two years. Now, is it all him doing it? Obviously not. Everyone knows that, but that's still the way of the world is that that's what comes to the negotiating table, and he's probably going to get paid. You know, he's probably going to top like Jalen Hurts' contract, right? He's probably going to get mm-hmm. more than what he got. So that's my worry is that how long can you win with Tua at his, uh, you know, at 50-plus million dollars a year? I still think he's a unique dude in the way he plays quarterback position. I think he gets wildly underrated because of that. But it's just, to me, he's far more expensive than the four guys I have ranked ahead of him on this list. And I like the four guys ahead of them too. Like, I, I think they're all good quarterbacks. So that's where I'm at with Tua um, going forward. Man, I, I have Tua higher on my list, but not by much. I, I think um, I have him at three, just to kind of extend okay. the conversation on Tua Tagovailoa. I, I do think that what hurts him, and I think what drives him down to four on your list, is that you only have the fifth-year option left. Yes. And this Miami Dolphins offense, even with Mike McDaniel staying, say in this hypothetical scenario you were able to also draft Mike McDaniel, the problem isn't going to be like the offense catered around him. It's like, can you keep Tyreek Hill? Can you keep Teron Armstead? Can you, you know, sign Jalen Phillips to an extension? Obviously, he got hurt, but are you going to? Is he a part of the future of the franchise? Or are you not able to do those kinds of things because of the two of my lower contract? Are you able to continue yeah. to invest in this offense? I'm like. When I'll, I'll go ahead and like turn that into my who my number four is. It's Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, the right now he has two years remaining left on his contract. No fifth year option because he wasn't drafted in the first round. Hell, he wasn't drafted in the first six rounds. I have two ahead of Purdy because I think two is a better player, and I know that I'm not getting the two years contract advantage that I'm getting with Brock Purdy with Tua Tagovailoa. I just think Tua Tagovailoa is a better quarterback. However, Purdy's number four because. Two years left on objectively the cheapest starter in the league who is making, I think, $49,000 a game versus a Deshaun Watson who's making $2 million a game. You know, People ask how the San Francisco 49ers are good. They have one of the highest paid players at the offensive tackle position. They have one of the highest paid players at the running back position. They have one of the highest paid players at tight end. They're going to have two of the highest paid players at wide receiver. I think they're going to have Brandon Ayuk in the long-term plans and still have Debo Samuel. Defensively, they have the highest paid linebacker, if not one of the highest paid linebackers. They have one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid defensive end. They're able to do all of those things because Brock Purdy is making forty-two dollars or $49,000 a game. And that leverage, like, they have maximized that opportunity, right? And, like, once Brock Purdy is making more money, it's not going to be as easy. But here's the thing. The NFL is so beholden to draft capital that I don't even think Brock Purdy's contract is going to be that high. Like it's going to be big. I think if if he's a part of the long-term plans at San Francisco and the body of work that he has, especially if he wins a Super Bowl this year or next year, but he's going to be looking for some checks. But I think Tua Tungbailoa 
has a higher contract. I think Trevor Lawrence has a higher contract over the next two years. I, I don't even know if he cracks top seven, eight, nine in terms of, you know, you know, money per year or salary per year average because of draft capital holding him back. We've seen time and time and time again, draft capital be the reason that your second contract isn't as big as what you're looking for. And if that happens with Brock, where he's like the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th highest paid quarterback in the league on his second contract, because of that, you know, principle the NFL has in place. I mean, you're looking at a cheat code, and I have him at four. Maybe I should have him above Tua Tagovailoa. I wouldn't put him ahead of the two quarterbacks I have at the top of this list. But man, like the 49ers have really positioned themselves well to 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 be competitive for a long time because of the Brock Purdy contract. We'll go back to the interview in just a second, but today's podcast brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for a small business, you want as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has tools to find to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy and you have when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I debated putting Sam Howell on this list purely because like even those guys' contract compared to you know even Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, eight million dollars a year that you're getting in savings, right? Like that's still not yeah. jump James. That's still one more starter that you can add to those rosters with guys like Brock Purdy and Sam Howell. So I had Brock Purdy actually number three. So my mm -hmm. top five start off here. I went two of five. Bryce Young, I have at number four. And then Brock Purdy, number three. And to echo what you said about Brock Purdy, it's like, he's not great. You know, I, I don't think he's anything special. But that's an offense that, like, is not as – and has never asked anyone to do anything special in it, right? Like, it's never asked people to go out there and play quarterback and win it all themselves. It doesn't put mm -hmm. five-step, seven-step dropbacks 20-plus times a game in the play sheet ever. That's never – in the cards for a Kyle Shanahan coached offense. So you can have all the talent in the world in that regard. And it really won't really kind of meaningless in that offense. I don't say meaningless, but it's just not as valuable. It's only going to come into play in certain situations. And most games they avoid those because they're so dominant from the start. Like he's so good at running it from the beginning on those play actions, on those quick passes to start that they just bury you. And so, yeah, I, I do think that Brock's number three, but I have Bryce Young number four, just because one of the pre-draft eval two the worst situation in the NFL and that's the worst yeah. situation, the situation where they're like actively meddling to try to make them worse. It, it was like Trevor Lawrence is year one, right? It, you know, the parallels are so similar. And it's like, you have this horribly mismanaged situation. The only thing is the guy who mismanaged it in Jacksonville is gone. The guy who mismanagement in Carolina may still be there. So that is a problem, but we're drafting him to my team. I'm not drafting him to go play in Carolina. We're drafting him to play on my team. And I still trust the pre-draft eval to a strong degree on Bryce Young, because that's how good he was at the collegiate level. It just would yeah. really floor me if that guy failed in the NFL. I, I think I'm too low on Bryce Young. I have him at six. That's behind yeah. Tua, Brock, and Anthony Richardson. I have Tua at three, 
Brock at four, Anthony Richardson at five, and then Bryce Young at six. That might be too low, you know, low because I, I I was high on Bryce Young. I like Anthony Richardson more. I like C.J. Stroud more, but I did like what we what he was at Alabama. We just have not been able to see that in Carolina. I think for two you know two main reasons. One, the supporting cast is horrendous. The offensive line is bad. The receiving core is bad. And then I don't know if you read that piece from the Athletic today. Go read it. Go read the piece on the Athletic about the Carolina Panthers organization and ownership stepping in. When ownership is telling coaches to fix a quarterback's footwork, you've gone too far. That that's micromanagement to a level that is insane, insane to me. Yes. And the hilarious thing is, he said he's not dropping deep enough in the pocket. And anyone that watched from Alabama, his whole thing was he dropped so deep in the pocket, and people were like, oh, yeah. is that going to translate to the NFL? It's like, well, now he's Dude, not. It's like, what? The first time a head coach has been fired that few games into their tenure since, like, I want to say, like, 40-plus years. Yeah, like, that's insane. Like, what Tepper is doing in Carolina is scary. I think that it's not going any, going away either. Don't factor that into this exercise, right? And I think maybe, mm -hmm. I, maybe I overdid that because it's really been hard to evaluate Bryce Young in this situation when he's getting snip, snap, snip, snap from ownership to coaching to whoever, and then also dealing with like his best receivers, like 50 years old and out of like, it's a problem. It's a problem in Carolina. Yeah. I, I would not, I mean, it has to turn around though. Right. I, yeah. I think they have to, things have to change next year or else like Tepper's going to be, I mean, he's very close to laughing stock status. Like he's going to cement himself if he, if things oh, don't yeah. work out there with Bryce Young. All right. Who's your top two? I got Trevor Lawrence at two. Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than C.J. Stroud right now. I think there's a chance. That well, Trevor Lawrence. not right now. <laughs> no, not right now. He's not got one ankle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when healthy, Trevor Lawrence yeah. is a better quarterback than C.J. Stroud is right now. I think that there's a chance five years from now, Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than where C.J. Stroud is right now. We don't know that. We don't know that second question. We don't know who's going to be better in three years' time or four years' time or five years' time. What we do know is that it's close. It's close. C.J. Stroud is damn good and playing yeah. excellent football in an offense that I don't think is as like cheap, for lack of a better word, as the Miami Dolphins offense or the San Francisco 49ers offense. I don't think Slowick is putting as many layups out there as as, as Mike McDaniel is with Tua Tagovailoa or as Kyle Shanahan is doing with Brock Purdy. It's a similar offense. Obviously, Slowick is part of the Shanahan tree, but I really like what C.J. Stroud is doing as a pre-snap and post-snap processor, I like what he's doing under pressure. Like, he is doing a lot of the things that I want to see more from Brock Purdy and I want to see more from Tua Tagovailoa. I can comfortably say that C.J. Stroud, who's my number one, you can kind of see that, is doing a lot of things. I like C.J. Stroud a lot more than what I'm seeing from Tua Tagovailoa. I like C.J. Stroud a lot more than what I'm seeing from Brock Purdy. I think Trevor Lawrence is better now. Why I have Trevor Lawrence, too, is he only has one year left on his deal and then the fifth-year option, right? You're going to have to pay Trevor Lawrence probably this offseason, right? I, I don't think he's going to be a quarterback that – you're going to want him to play on the last remaining year of his contract and go into the fifth-year option situation. He's proven enough. He's shown enough that you're going to want to back up the Brinks truck for him. That's me. You have more opportunity with C.J. Stroud now. You have more opportunity on this cheat code, one that the Cincinnati Bengals tried to take advantage of, got far, but weren't able to go the whole way, one that the Justin Herbert and Los Angeles Chargers completely failed to take advantage of because of Brandon Staley and whatever's going on there. The Houston Texans, who I think have a very talented defense, who have a young and upcoming offense that needs to continue at pieces, they have this opportunity to chase a deep AFC playoff run and add a ton of talent around Stroud over these next few years that the Jacksonville Jaguars won't have that same flexibility. Now, if I'm drafting to my team, I want Trevor Lawrence at two, CJ Stroud at one. 
get back to the rest of the conversation with Austin Gale in just a second. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Skylight. Are you going to be giving gifts to friends, family with a young child or new baby? Instead of looking back through a camera roll, you can display photos of family in real time as your loved ones grow and change every day. Maybe they don't love sharing photos of their child on social media, and so photos get buried in group text messages or on a camera roll. New parents are always strapped for time and in need an easy way to stay in touch with the rest of their family. The best thing to give a new parent that will bring them consistent joy is the Skylight Digital Picture Frame. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone and they appear in seconds. You can even preload photos before the box is open. It's the perfect gift for everyone, grandparents, new parents, spouse, or just a friend. As a special limited time offer for our listeners, get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash LockedOnNFL to get $15 off your purchase of that Skyline frame. Go to skylightframe.com slash LockedOnNFL. Yeah, this one's not even a debate, honestly. I have the exact same order at the top. And it's not even, I don't care how you view them from a talent perspective, right? That's irrelevant. I would put them, maybe Lawrence at the bottom of one tier, Stroud at the top of the next one after that. But it's close enough that three years of cheat versus one more year of cheat, right? That's that's the debate. Yeah. It's yeah. three more years after this of a guy cost-controlled where... $40 million less than what he's going to make in the open market versus one more year of a guy cost controlled where he's going to make $40 million less than what he's going to make in the open market. That's that. And, and the knowledge of that, what that allows you to do from a GM perspective and then how you sort of manage contracts, whether it's free agency, whether it's extending guys on your roster already is invaluable saying like, I know this piece is there. I, I can, I can have yeah. this window that I know I can maximize. And you don't have to worry about, you know, whether you're, you know, spending a lot of free agent money, maybe wrecking your cap for no short term benefit when, you know, when you have a guy like a Bryce Young, where it's like, yeah, I can go out and sign all these free agents, but like, if it doesn't work, well, then I just, uh, you know, even set us back further. So yeah, to me, it's Trevor Lawrence two, CJ Stroud one. And that's, that's like a clear one, two. The only, the only guy I could see sneaking in there is Brock Purdy, depending on your thoughts of Brock Purdy just because mm -hmm. he's so cheap. And that's like, but compared to, you know, so CJ Stroud, the last two years of his deal are going to be 9 million and 11 million compared to, you know, 1 million and 1 million for Brock Purdy. It's like, that's yeah. not a big enough for me to but go Brock Purdy Stroud. It's not big enough. Some, something with Brock that I'm interested in is after this season, are you not like, dude, I'm holding out? I, 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 or something like, uh, you, you can't, can't you not? Can't he not until his fourth year in the NFL? Can't you not even, you can't even sign an extension. Oh, until really? Year. Yeah. Well, so this is his, yeah, you're right, man. That sucks. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's making it do this, and especially because he's in the most expensive city in America. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming he doesn't live downtown San Francisco or whatever. I assume he's trying to live, yeah. but he's not living large. You know, a million dollars. <laughs> if he got drafted by the Packers doing this, he's living <laughs> large in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If he's, you know, a handful of other cities in America that you get drafted to, he'd be having a good time. Bay Area, he's not. Like he's probably paying yeah. $3,000 a month for rent. And obviously like when you make a million dollars, it's like whatever, but there's a lot of expenses. A lot of that's coming out in tax in the state of California too, that he does not uh, need to be doing. So he better get to that. He better get to that second contract, man. He deserves it. There's a pretty decent, not decent. I'd say there's a chance out there. There's that he wins the Super Bowl. 
And then next year he makes a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like he, and, and that's it. And there's He's no, make, like you, you can't. He wins the Super Bowl though. You get ads. He'll at least yeah. have ad revenue or whatever, sponsorship, whatever. But he's a cute kid. The, I think I think he's got chances there. But like Gerber so he, baby stuff. He already had the elbow, right? Say like he has complications with that next year. When Super Bowl has complications with that, he may not ever see that second Dude. contract, which would be out of this world. He would be. Yeah. Uh, I would be pissed as him as the as injury. Him. But risk, I, it's, the uh, injury it's not risk like is crazy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying like not wishing about him anymore. But like that, like he's already playing through a pretty legit elbow injury that could, you know. That's like pretty much pretty vital to what you do as a quarterback. Wild that he's like already come back from it this strongly. So yeah, man, man. Um, I think that was a good exercise. There's a clear gap, yep. right, between Stroud and Lawrence to the Purdy. I'd say the Purdy to a conversation, but then even like including like who's your favorite rookie from this year not named Stroud, right? Is it mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson? Is it Bryce Young? Is it Will so, Levis? You know, whoever. I was gonna say. So I think there's two quarterbacks. So how I guess we mentioned how a little bit. I was gonna say, but then Levis. We're probably the only two other two that you could even like debate into this, right? I could see Levis versus Richardson, depending on how you see those two. Because Levis has shown flashes himself. Like he doesn't look like he's going to be an outright Zach Wilson, right? Like he's yeah. going to, it, by all means, looks of it, he's probably going to play out his rookie contract there in Tennessee. I don't see them moving on from him anytime soon, depending on you know, how things go over the next year. So Give him the full year next year. Why not? It's definitely going to be their starting quarterback next year. Um, at that point, he's making a lot less than Anthony Richardson, right? Your second round contract versus first round contract, somewhere in the neighborhood of seven million dollars a year difference there. So, mm -hmm. I could see that. Are we that out on Justin Fields? Yeah, I think. Yeah. There are. I don't. I don't think there's any because again, it's over. he turns good. That's expensive, and there is. And and you're at this rate, you're not taking his fifth year option, right? I, I, don't, I think mm -hmm. that'd be crazy to do because that's fifth year option for a guy I drafted there is going to be in the neighborhood of twenty million dollars. Because he also didn't make a Pro Bowl last year or something or did he i don't know when you when you make anything if you make a top 100 you probably get the escalator in your rookie contract to the nfl top 100 but mm. um he's just it's going to be expensive if he does turn out to be good so yeah, yeah i think that's I'm, I'm also out on how I, I i don't i don't think i don't i, I don't oh yeah you hate how you i, I saw you had like a blurb that got yeah bandied around about sam howell shouldn't even be their starter next year it's like, I don't, 20, I don't think he should be. I don't think he should, he's not even the best quarterback on their roster. I think Jacoby Brissett wins more games for them this year. I honestly feel like Jacoby Brissett wins more games for them this year. They've won I mean, four I mean, games. That's not crazy, but it's also, he's not been, he's not been so bad that you are moving on from him entirely. I don't think. I mean, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this year in terms of the drop back efficiency because he's on pace to have a record amount of oh. sacks. And also he's on pace for a record amount of dropbacks and like it's a heavy, you know, it's a heavy passing offense and all that stuff. I just like, I don't know, like their wins this year are against the Arizona Cardinals in week one, the Denver Broncos in week two, the Atlanta Falcons in week six. It's quality and then win. They beat, and then they beat the Patriots in week nine. That, those are their four wins this year. They beat the four, one of the four worst teams in the league. Denver Broncos before that Miami Dolphins game were one of the worst teams in the league, still figuring it out. The Arizona Cardinals, when they were starting, um, at the top of the year, Josh Dobbs were still figuring things out. The Patriots are one of the worst teams in the league. They've been terrible this year. The only thing that people are beholden to is that he's got a lot of passing yards, but he has more dropbacks than any player in the league. I, I, you you have to at least in that conversation of they've been horrible this year say that they have a bottom three defense in the NFL. Yeah, they do. They you do saw that defense. Miami game was an absolute yeah. joke, dude. How are you letting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, yeah. like cover three yeah. against Miami. Yeah. What are you doing? So you have how. 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm Howell and Ritter are like close for me. That, that, why, no. why shouldn't they be? Why shouldn't oh, Howell no. and Ritter be close to me? Because well, Ritter's I, done nothing in terms of passing volume. <laughs> I know. Ritter, like, Ritter stinks. Ritter stinks. <laughs> Ritter got beyond, beyond that, beyond, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'd rather be moving on anyway. I, I'm moving on anyway. And now, like, if they don't have a choice and they're more of like a Tennessee Titans lemma situation and you give Howell another year just because what else are you going to do? Fine. But I would not be surprised if it's just as bad next year. Especially, I don't know if you saw those rumors that Eric Bieniemy might leave for a, a head coaching yeah. position. If they that 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 organization needs to change its name, change its colors, it needs That's to true. change its cha- get move off of Ron Rivera. If you can keep Ron, Eric Bieniemy, keep Eric Bieniemy. But if you can't, you're moving on from him. And I think that with Sam Howell there, say Sam Howell remains the starter. I mean, outside of that. They've already cleaned house on two of their best defensive players. I don't know. I don't know. Like the commanders are such a, yeah. like, yes, they have new They're ownership. And I think spot. there's a lot of reasons to be excited, but like at the same time, yeah. what, what, if you could only pick one piece, is it Terry McLaurin? Like, or, and like, I, I, what else, who's the best player on that team? John Allen, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. no, they, they're breathed. They need, they need a hard reset for sure. They just need to draft well, right? They just draft yeah. so like seat of their pants. It's been horrible to watch. Um, you have to admit though, Sam Howell's made some filthy throws this year. His highlight yeah, reel of throws is right up there with anyone that's in the NFL this year. And that he's got that's he's not got, yeah. irrelevant, right? Yeah. That's like the thing that's hardest to do. He can do. Now, can he do any of the easy things? We'll see. I, I think still he's gotten think better that... about the sacks. He's gotten better about sacks, and he is playing behind a bad offense line. But he's yeah. the sacks are mostly on him. The, the like the volume is mostly on him. Justin Fields, Sam Howell, Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter, Will Levis, Kenny Pickett—all those guys say Howell's even the best of that tier. Still not great. Still, still not super stoked on those guys. I'm not. I'm not like, oh man, this offseason we had a couple pieces. How could no? I think they lose the NFC East again next year. They finish third at best, at best in the NFC East. What does that get you? What does that? What, what? And then so like you pay him next year? I, I don't know. I. I I, I just like, are we just like kicking the can for fun? Watching I mean, with Baker that Mayfield roster, you, you almost have to kick the can with that roster, dude. It's so bad. Yeah. Like you just need to buy, get talent, right? He's cheap yeah. enough. And that's why we we're talking about this. You're cheap enough for three years. You can put this conversation off if you're not drafting one, two in a draft. If you really do suck. And if he really does suck, then next year you'll probably be in that mix again. So I think you got to get, I think he gets, I don't even think. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. guessing I would bet there's a very, very good chance he gets 2024 at least. I think he does too, because I don't think they have a choice and they're not going to be drafting high enough to, to do anything about it. And I don't think they're going to go pursue. Now I could see ownership say, Hey, let's go get a guy in the off in, in free agency, maybe a Kirk cousins or something, bring him back redemption tour season. I don't know. Hi brother. That's a good combo. Thanks for coming on again. I'll see you. Always great catching up with AG. We'll be talking the best non power five prospects, ranking the top one at each position on the Friday episode. So looking forward to that. That's for you draft diehards out there diving into draft season. Cannot wait for it. Thanks for tuning in. Renner Ranks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.